May, we need to talk. About? Left-handed snails. Oh, okay. Hello and welcome to Science Brunch. I'm Katie McKissick, also known as Beatrice, the biologist. And I'm May Prince. And today, it is a duet episode with no guest. Right. We're having brunch, just the two of us. Just the two of us. We, we decided that we needed to sit down, just the two of us. For, and all of you. Yeah. And have the last episode of yes. season three. Yeah. Take stock. We don't want to involve anybody else in this. Yeah. They have they can have their own their own breakfast. We're gonna talk about the news. Mm-hmm. But but not mm-hmm. that news. No, no, no. Not the bad news. No. Not current events. <laughs> science. Well, current events. Just current science events. Well sci- is science an event? Science is more than an event. This is true. It's a way of life. It's a party. And a and a party. It's a surprise party. It's a su- we're having a science surprise party brunch, and you're all invited. Yeah, it's the kind of party you bring Zima to. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what's Zima again? I don't know what's happening, you guys. Google it, everyone. Okay. So I, I'm serious, though. We need to talk about these left-handed snails. It's oh, really okay. important to me. Well, let's let's do it. This sounds like it might be a difficult conversation, but I'm ready. Yeah, just brace yourselves. <laughs> but in all seriousness. Uh, most snails are mm-hmm. right, quote unquote, handed. They mm-hmm. don't have hands. Spoiler alert. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. This is so disappointing. But, but their, their shells, uh-huh. if you picture a snail, yeah. has a shell. Did you know that snails have shells? I did. Yeah. So they're like slugs, but with shells. Got it. Right. So, so anyway, so their, their shell has a, a direction to it because the coil of the shell is only on one side. It's not symmetrical. Right. So if you right. picture a snail shell, yeah, there's the kind of beautiful spiral coil is on one side of it. It's huh. not on both sides, right? Uh-huh. Really, well, uh-huh. We agree on this? Yeah. So that coil, if you're the snail or if you're, you know, looking at it, you know, at a snail in front of you and it's, you know, facing the same way you are, it's on the right hand side that coil okay if you're facing the snail yeah if so you, you're right yeah if you are the snail left. no 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 the snail's right so sorry oh. if you're looking down at a snail that's looking away from you so it's, oh, you know, oh gotcha, you're gotcha. looking at it yeah. okay so if you are the snail it's on your right if you are the snail you are this the coil is on the your snail. right <laughs> just channel your inner snail your coils on your right okay so that's called a dextral snail because dext means actually right so being dexterous means you're right-handed and handy got it um but some snails mm-hmm. are left, quote unquote, handed, gotcha. which is also called sinistral. Uh, okay. Which I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this. I, my husband is a lefty. I know lots of lefties and I'm, there's nothing. Some of your great. best friends are lefties. <laughs> I'm not leftist. <laughs> I love lefties. So uh, the word sinister actually uh-huh. means left-handed. That's like its original oh. root because... People used to think that being left-handed was like a sign of the devil or just, or something or something. They, you know, they used to think something was wrong with you. A lot of things were the sign of the devil. Right. Right? Everything that you don't like is sinister. Right. Yeah. Sign of the devil. So yeah, so being left-handed used to be a quote-unquote bad thing. You know, and, you know, people used to force people that were left-handed, you right. know, teachers would force them to use their right hands. Even someone in my generation was forced to use his right really? hand. Yeah, someone I went to college with. Um, huh. A friend of mine, yeah, he wrote with his right hand, did everything else with his left hand, used to, you know, held a fork with his left hand, would throw a ball with his hmm. left hand, but he wrote with his right hand because that's how he was forced to do it. And so he wow. would feel weird about writing with his dominant hand, which I always thought was, and his handwriting was just atrocious. Well, I would imagine. <laughs> so it was very strange. But huh. I, I truly thought that the whole 
forcing you to use your right hand even if you didn't want to thing i thought that had gone out a long time ago well i knew that like our parents generation right went through that but i didn't think anyone from our generation no i mean i, th- I mean that was that would have been the 80s i really didn't think people were doing that in the 80s it, it mm-hmm. sounds very 50s to me and yeah you know, and pre-50s 50s 60s maybe yeah. 70s yeah what um but anyway so hmm. word sinister actually means left-handed and it's really weird and I, people i don't People used to make the, you know, you know, people used to make the biggest deal out of the tiniest stuff. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Anyway, so snails can be, quote, you know, left-handed. Mm-hmm. They're the coil of their shells on the left-hand side. And, you know, if you put a bunch of snails, it's like, oh, that one is, is different. It's weird. <laughs> um, and it's, it's interesting. And it's very, very rare. It's huh. so rare we don't actually know how rare it is. I can't give you, a, you know, a, like a number. Is it a mutation? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's unusual. And uh, it's, it's so it is so rare, because usually, if you wind up having, you know, your coil on the left hand side, you are not able to reproduce with other snails. And so you are what? the end there. Because then this is this, so the handedness thing. It's like, it's not just the coil that's on your right hand side. Uh huh. You know, snails, almost all snails are hermaphrodites, meaning that they have male organs and female organs. Uh-huh. So they have both reproductive sets. There's that those those that genitalia is also on the right hand side. Okay. So when they mate, they actually so they they kind of you know walk walk, whatever <laughs> slime slide towards each, toward other. each other and then yeah and then they just kind of veer. So it's like they're shaking hands. Like when you go when you go oh. to shake hands with somebody, you both extend your right arms and you shake hands. Gotcha. So when you so a left handed snail, it really is like they can only extend their left hand. So if you have you seek out your right hand and someone sticks out their left hand, it's a very strange handshake. It doesn't fit right. Mm. You know what I mean? It doesn't work. So they would have to sidle up to each other exactly like in parallel. Right. They'd have to yeah. So it which is something that behaviorally behaviorally wow. Uh-huh. That's a why is that so hard to say for me today? <laughs> um that just doesn't you know, just doesn't happen. But it huh. also could be that in most species that um, because they actually fertilize each other, like the male wow. organ of each fertilizes the female organ of the other one, so they both walk away and lay, you know, and lay eggs. Mm-hmm. It could also be that if they were next to each other that way, that it wouldn't match up anyway. You know what I mean? Even if right. they were able to get next to each other and somehow make the right left hand, you know, shake right. <laughs> also, spooning also a sign of the devil. <laughs> so, <laughs> for all, yeah. for everyone out there, yeah, yeah. But so there are some species where the entire species is a left coiling about like less than 10% of, of snail species. And there are tens of thousands of species of snails. Hmm. Some of, you know, there are whole species that are left-handed, which basically would have meant that a long time ago, two that were both lefties managed to find each other and start a whole new species. Oh my God. Because they would only be able to reproduce with each other. Yeah. And, and then obviously couldn't have interbreeded with the the righties anymore because it's almost physically impossible or just very unlikely. This is a Disney movie waiting to happen. Disney, are you listening? We found each other. (laughs) I'm a lefty also. And then they they shake left hands. They go, yay. And then there's just this like blank screen with a censored bar over it. (laughs) for 10 minutes <laughs> snail love yay um but yeah it was weird so yeah i saw one of these left-handed snails and it it, it, it was weird i mean yeah. I, I don't know if i ever it was fun i mean i don't know if i ever would have noticed just by itself mm-hmm. that something was backwards you know literally about it but but yeah yeah i never would have noticed that yeah i mean i was talking to two you know 
malacology, you know, the study of mollusks, you know, it's like snails and slugs and octopus. It's like the craziest phylum of animals. They're so different. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, octopuses and squid and snails and clams. Yeah. Oh, they're all the they're Their all mollusks. career goals have not changed since they were six. Yeah, these yeah. two these two, you know, specialists in malacology had never seen a left handed snail before. Huh. So it's very, very rare. Huh. It's like yeah. the four-leaf clover mm-hmm. of the snail world. Mm-hmm. It's a very special snowflake. Interesting. Yes. Well, I had no idea. No idea. And now I'm going to be on the lookout. Yeah, I mean, we think about a lot of animals being symmetrical. So yeah. it's like you wouldn't have thought that, yeah, why would it, you know, like a handed is the wrong word, but like why would there be a righty or a lefty of a snail? But it's like, no, no, they're not symmetrical. Like it has a, just like your right and left hand, there's a difference. Huh. And it's weird to think of your genitals on one side of your I know. body. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what a system. We are a little more symmetrical than that. Mm. Huh. Well, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, I also, let's see. It's reproduction reproduction adjacent, mm. my topic. So Babies? <laughs> it's about DNA. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like a quick little thing, but they, these, these scientists encoded images and film kind of clips in dna strands i heard something about this i think i was just a headline reader in this case what did they do again so what they basically did was you know the um the nucleotide bases um that form dna so they had those correspond to different like black and white pixels okay and then they built these images pixel by pixel or film clips pixel by pixel and they used that famous galloping horse film it was like the first kind of proven that you know horses hooves all come off the the ground when they gallop Mm. which before people i guess were like it was the great debate of 1857 what a, what a debate i don't to have <laughs> times were simpler debates were about were like no i say he's feet don't leave the ground and then there's like a brawl in the local <laughs> pub um but anyway they took that movie clip and they they you know corresponded the nucleotide bases to the pixels and then they used CRISPR, which is the dna editing tool to just kind of chuck it into the dna strand of living bacteria so the interesting thing about that is that the bacteria are living, so they're obviously reproducing. Mm-hmm. And they waited like some generations to see what came out on the other end, because obviously there's mutations happening. Like it's not the most efficient data storage device, which is what's weird to me that they would even try. Mm. <laughs> but you know, you're sitting in the lab, got free Saturday night. Um, so they, they found out that 90% of the encoded information was left intact. So, you know, it was like a little bit of corruption, but it's interesting to think that if they ever overcome the mutation problem, that you would be able to have a living storage device that would just perpetuate itself. So it would never go out of date, right? Like you'd never have to worry. I don't have a CD-ROM reader anymore. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't, they'll never be able to fix the mutation problem. I mean, that's like, that's just inherently part of the deal. I mean, that's like, that's why we're all here is because it's not a perfect system. Like it built in, there's just enough built in, built in randomness. Yeah. And the mistakes are what makes it work, quote unquote, work. So maybe you could encode 
stupid like Adam Sandler movies into <laughs> DNA and then just wait like for all these generations of and bacteria. And mutations will make it better. And then the mutations will make it better. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't get any worse, honestly. This is true. <laughs> the latest ones. Yeah. Like you go back and watch Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison again, you'll feel better. Yeah. But it made me think like, I don't know, this is an interesting way of getting information out. Like if you can move quickly enough and encode things in, in bacteria and like how would you ever detect that? Like, if you had to sneak information out of a country, I mean, now I'm thinking of, like, Soviet Russia spy Whoa, movies. man, yeah, this is, this is taking a weird turn. Um, but, like, you could sneak information out. Did anybody DNA. get their bacteria's permission to do this? Probably not. What if they don't want to be holding all of our stuff for us? It's like, hey, bacteria, can you hold my purse for me while I go to the bathroom? It's just no. a little junk in the trunk for the bacteria. <laughs> they don't even know. That's yeah. just so weird. Yeah. But they can encode images and film now, film clips. Very strange. It takes a while, but the technology is, in theory, there. We live in such an interesting time. (laughs) We really do. Interesting and weird. Yeah. Hmm. But I kind of like that they did this because it seems like there's so many problems with it. But I'm sure that someone is it's going to like hit them in the right spot. And they're going to be like, ding, and have an amazing idea. It's like the basic research kind of... We can do this. Like, if th- there's probably a really great application someone will think of in right. 10, 20 years, whatever. I mean, this is this is why it's so great. And people sometimes question, like, oh, well, b- basic research? Because people sometimes are like, well, if it doesn't have an immediate application, it's just a waste of time. Right. Not so. I mean, basically, all of the technology that we have today depended on somebody 100 years ago, 50 years ago, whatever, mm-hmm. do, just kind of tinkering and discovering some kind of natural law or some just some something that happens. And we later on found all these uses for it. Yeah. I mean, transistors wouldn't exist unless some people had done some really basic physics 100 years ago. And it's also interesting to think that, you know, you you have an image or you have a clip, so you know what the complete picture of the DNA looks like. Basically, you have a visual representation of it. And then you can kind of track how it breaks down over the generations with mutations. So I think it's a cool way that they might be able to study mutations in DNA and like Mm -hmm. if there are any patterns to that. Because you can track it by pixel, basically. Yeah. So weird. So yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see. It's kind of like I was excited to wait for the first live footage of the giant squid. Because I was like, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen in our lifetime. This is like one of those things where I'm like, something cool is going to happen like later on. I am yeah. content to wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> Just as the excitement. It's yeah, good. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I will I will take, I will see your <laughs> DNA pixels uh-huh. and raise you some dinosaur bones. Oh, okay. Okay. So I went out to a dinosaur dig where they're jigging up Jurassic stuff. What? Yeah. Why am I so jealous of you <laughs> right now? Well, it was very hot, uh, so I don't think you would have wanted to go. This is true. <laughs> Are there any Jura- Jurassic digs in cooler parts, <laughs> like Canada? Can we just go to Hawaii and dig up stuff? <laughs> um, no, you can't. Oh. It's too young. Uh, but yeah, these were so Jurassic deposits. So the, the rocks were 150 million years old. Okay. Pretty, pretty pretty old. Pretty old. And uh yeah, so in this it's in Utah, this this dig site I went to that I visited. And yeah, they're digging up really big sauropods, like mm-hmm. brontosaurus looking, just really long necked dinosaurs that were just humongous. And um 
what else is in there? Like some T-Rex relatives. So okay. things that kind of look like that, but smaller. And ankylosaurs, the ones that are like little armored tanks with kind of like the, yeah, the, yeah. the mace at the end of their tail. Wait, is that a mace? Is the mace the, the thing, the yeah, ball, yeah, the yeah. spiky ball? And they're they're like... I don't know my medieval weapons very well. I'm just making sure. Doesn't Isn't their, their name translates to like shin attackers? Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the one that they found in the tar sands exactly. we talked about before, right? Yeah. Exactly. Just, just really quickly, like reviewing that. Yeah, they found an, an ankylosaur. Why is that so hard for me to say? Because it's I, an impossible word. I think I want to say ankle, like ankle sore. Right. <laughs> Just say ankle <laughs> My sore. My ankle hurts, and it's a dinosaur. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they, yeah, they found this this ankylosaur in tar sands mm-hmm. in Canada which basically preserved it almost like a full statue. Because yeah. usually you're just finding fossilized bone material, mm-hmm. but this really was like a like a cast. Skin, Yeah, scales, you can see its bumps. You can see, face. oh, it's so weird. I mean, that's yeah. the stuff that they usually have to extrapolate right. and figure out from the, yeah, from the bones what it looked like. But yeah, it was just, whoa, just so weird. Um, it was like, yeah, it was like, it was like it was stored in concrete or something for millions and millions of years. Um, so yeah, those are out there as well as some crocodiles. So, you know, not dinosaurs, but, um, hmm. but yeah, so it was cool because I got to see what it actually is involved to do, um, uh, excavation at a site like this. And there's a lot of different, um, you know, obviously they dig up dinosaurs, a lot of different places and it like deposits vary. So this one was very, very rocky. I mean, they were hmm. using jackhammers oh, wow. to get this stuff out. Other places where you will dig up dinosaurs, depending on the age of the, you know, the rocks and what kind of rock it is. Sometimes you really are just using very small little chisels and, and right. brushes. And brushes. Yeah. But this place was heavy duty. I mean, it was really <laughs> intense rock. And so it was like, gah, 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 gah. it was so noisy that you had jackhammers. I mean, for, they first of all brought um, an actual excavator, like a, huh. a bulldozer kind of, not a, well. A backhoe or. Yeah, yeah. The claw. I'm like knowing the motion. I know. Guys, it's not, it doesn't come across really <laughs> on the podcast. I'm just like, throwing my arm forward and pulling my <laughs> wrist back. Um, so yeah, they got one of those to go out to kind of carve farther into this hillside huh. to expose more of this one layer that they're interested in. So they did that. And then you have jackhammers and then you have what I would call a power chisel, cause it, but it's also called an air gun, which is basically a handheld jackhammer. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of hold that up there and go, 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 and then just little pieces fly off. And then really big picks, like almost like crowbar-sized ones with big hammers. Hmm. And then like, and then all the way down to dental picks. <laughs> like when it's really small and you get down to fine work, you, like it's like the, the exact same ones that they use to clean your Did teeth. Did they like, like trade off who could use the big jackhammer and who got the dental pick? Because yeah. I feel like you would feel cheated if you never got to use the jackhammer. <laughs> I didn't I didn't use any power tools because I don't know what You're I'm doing. You're not authorized. Yeah, well, you have to be such an eagle eye because the thing is, is that there's this weird trade off because so you have this bone bed. All mm-hmm. the bones are in there. You know, there's a lot. You've been excavating it. You know, in some cases, they go back every year for decades and just keep taking stuff out. You, you can't, you don't have unlimited time out there because it's a lot of logistics to get out to a remote place with a certain number of employees and volunteers to help you. And mm-hmm. so they, like this particular one, they go out there for a month every summer. Okay. So you only have so much time. So, yeah. you, so you have to be quick about it, but not so quick that you're destroying things. Right. So you have to, you, you know, jackhammer into the hillside to just get stuff going. But as soon as you see anything that might be a fossil, you have to immediately stop hmm. and then, and then you know, downgrade your tools and use things that are, you know, better for detail work. Because, yeah, ideally, if there was, if we had all had eons and, you know, unlimited time and resources, yeah, yeah, they probably would be going through there with a very small pick so that not a single thing would ever get damaged and you would find the bone, like, you know, as soon as possible and wouldn't hurt it. 
but so, we don't have that. So you have to jackhammer your way until you find something and then quickly stop. How long has this site been This one open? was 10 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. So a month every year for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. So they're not even up to a whole year, basically. Right. Digging. Yeah. 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 If you think about it that way. Wow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it was, it was weird. So that, I mean, I was surprised about just how, how difficult it, the rock was to work with. Because yeah, I always yeah. picture it being a little bit easier. But I mean, yeah, some places it is. Um, and then I also was surprised that they, they drip glue onto the bones. What? I mean, bones, I say bones kind of lightly because right. of course it's not really, well, I mean, it sort of is, but it sort of isn't. It's like, it's a, it's a bone shaped rock because right. everything that was part of the dinosaur is pretty much gone. It just got replaced. It just kind of got infused with minerals and like, right. the, you know, so they yeah, have the hard structures left, but the dinosaur is not really, yeah. So bones. It's not the actual bone. It's, it's kind, kind of a of, misnomer, but it is. Yeah. It's like, it's bone, but it's not, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, so, but you, when you do find a fossil, you drop glue onto it mm-hmm. so that you don't destroy it while you're trying to get it out. Oh. So that was interesting to me too. Cause I it's didn't like, know that. The, there's just the struggle against the, the actual logistics and physic physicality of what you're doing. Yeah. Were really interesting to me because I've been to museums and I've seen bones. I've seen pictures. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I get I get where you're getting and it's really cool, but just how difficult it is yeah. and how, you know, the rock doesn't want you to have these bones. The rock's been like there for like, a, this is mine. You guys. I've been doing this for 150 million years. You want to just take it from me? Like, I don't want to give it to you. Yeah. Did anyone ask the rocks? No, no one, no asked, one them. asked the rocks. No one asked them. Um, but yeah, it was really interesting. Hmm. Just, so yeah, so you have to drip um, glue onto them that they can ex- take off later. Right. Like, just the way that it's made, you can like dissolve it or whatever. Um, yeah, it was, it was trippy. So is it basically just to hold it kind of intact? Like mm-hmm. if you're moving a window, how you put like, just cause you're just, you're scotch, tapping or not so scotch much tape, but like masking tape on sure. it just to perfect. That's, huh. a, that's a great analogy. Cause yeah, the, you, cause you're chipping away as much. Basically you only chip away when you're out in the field, just enough to see the actual shape of the bone and mm-hmm. then you stop. And then you just kind of trench, around it so you can pull the whole thing out and then a ton of rock around it because all of the rest of the work you want to do in a lab where it's a lot easier to work Hmm. so they just they're like okay we found a tip of the bone just keep exposing it until we know what the shape is and then we'll just yeah carve out this whole thing Hmm. and get it just get this huge piece out and yeah sometimes they'll take some something like that back to the lab and go oh there's a bunch of other bones in here we didn't even see because we you know didn't we get down to all the details out there because we were like, just get it out, <laughs> get it out. <laughs> but this and this side was so crazy because through the middle of this kind of living room sized quarry where mm-hmm. they're doing all this, there is this actually articulated, meaning the bones are in the same order and position they were when the animal was alive. Oh, right. A spine of like a long necked dinosaur. Wow. So just like there's a spine and you're just all working around it. That's so crazy. It is weird. So. Are, are they like camping out out mm-hmm. there? Yeah. Wow. So it's like a month long camping trip yeah. where you dig up dinosaur bones. Mm-hmm. So the coolest camping trip ever. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Are you going next summer? <laughs> I don't know. Can you send your kids? <laughs> well, see if they invite me back. I was just out there asking idiotic questions the entire time. I mean, the eventually, you know, some of the volunteers were like, get in here and yeah. start hacking away at stuff. I was like, I don't want to. I'm going to break something. But I did find something. Yeah, you definitely, something. it's like even worse than breaking like an antique. You're breaking a 150 million year old thing. Well, I learned it's not as, it's not as nerve wracking as I originally thought. Cause I was just, oh God, I was so terrified. I was going to just, you know, find the find of the century and then destroy it or something. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's not, it's not that bad. 
I, so I'm, I'm chipping away. I'm chipping away. I'm uh-huh. like, this is cool. Okay. And I, but everything I see, I turn it over to see if I've found anything. Yeah. When I, after, you know, the rock falls. And I'm using a, a small pick, so I'm not getting huge pieces or anything. But everything looked like bone to me because every I, everything that looked like a different color or a different texture, I'm like, oh, is this something? I kept showing it to you. And they're like, no, no. Is, you know, you'll know it when you see it. I'm like, I don't think I will, though, actually. <laughs> so thanks. Um, but actually, when I did find something, mm-hmm. I totally, they were right. It just looked huh. so incredibly different, and it had sort of, I don't know, like texture that all went in one direction. Okay. So it really did look unlike rock. It was it was a you know a biosignature. It was something yeah. that would not have happened unless a living thing had made that tissue, you know, huh. tissue that looked that way. And it was also just kind of a, yeah, a different color. It was kind of shiny. Okay. Because the rock, I mean, you know, the rock has you know color to it, and it was what, but it wasn't shiny. This was very almost iridescent. It was huh. weird. And, um, and anyway, so I kind of chipped around it and I found more. And what they said, what, what I found was bone skin because it was just kind of the edge of something. Uh-huh. But there wasn't, but I didn't find like a big bone or anything. It was just a little bit. It's what they call like junk bone because <laughs> there's so little of it. Oh, and it's just okay. a little tiny fragment that it would be, re- from a research perspective, completely useless because oh. there's not enough to be able to tell what it is or what, you know, what animal yeah. it came from or anything. So it was... And that was the other thing that was really surprising. The idea of a worthless dinosaur bone I know. of any sort, I just couldn't believe. So did you get to keep it? I can't say. <laughs> you were Maybe. sworn to secrecy? Maybe. Oh. I may have a tiny, tiny piece. Of junk bone? On my mantle. Yes. Awesome. Garbage bone. Garbage. They, they call it meaner things sometimes. I won't oh. say. Poor bones. <laughs> but no, it was it was really weird. I mean, yeah, it's so different because in, in other kind of sites, I mean, especially if you're looking up, if you're looking for smaller dinosaurs, I mean, those right. those were junk pieces because when you're, when, when a lot of the dinosaur bones you find out there, because it's such big, big right. boys, you know, it's like, oh, here's this tibia that's, you know, like the, like your shin bone and it's four feet long. <laughs> so finding this little tiny fragment that's like the size of my thumbnail they're like that's cute but but somewhere else i mean if you're looking for maybe triassic you know bones are so a lot older and the dinosaurs are a lot smaller that might have actually been you you know useful from a research perspective because it could have been a little tailbone or something like small dinosaur dinosaurs they found in amber right yeah adorable dinosaurs Mm -hmm. should rename them adorable dinosaurs that's awesome yeah it was weird i've never found a dinosaur bone it was it was strange. <laughs> it was trippy. I mean, it, but it's so easy to get lost because you're just like chip, chip, chip. Is this anything? No. And then you kind of toss it, and you, you know you, you're filling up a bucket of, of rocks, and you have yeah. to go dump it somewhere. So you just kind of get into this routine. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Here's what I'm doing. It's like this stuff used to be alive. There used to be you know spinal fluid. Yeah. Going through here. what millions and so millions and millions weird. of years ago. Yeah. It's so crazy to think that I mean, even when you're lo- even when I'm looking at you know fossils you know at a, at a museum and you know they're all put together and it's like oh here's the triceratops I'm like that used to be alive and it was walking around and yeah. eating things and pooping <laughs> it used to be doing that yeah weird cool stuff and not cool stuff yeah. like pooping yeah but yeah and then the weird thing is like they had to start over i mean then the meteor hit <laughs> <laughs> and like all those millions of years of evolution just kind of went down the tubes yeah and had to start over. Evolution doesn't care. Square one. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. No. 
I mean, that's the whole problem. We with... should remember that sometimes. We should remember that. I mean, I mean, we've only been around for about two million years. I mean, yeah, these like that's some... nothing. Yeah, the, the whole age of the dinosaurs was hundreds of millions of years. Yeah, yeah. So, and and you know, what what will the what will the Earth host after us? Yeah, man. Hopefully, something better. Yeah, it deserves better. Yeah. Do you think when like the the octopuses take over? <laughs> Do you think they'll ever de-extinct us? Do you think they'll do, they, they'll like excavate and be like, we found some human DNA. Like, ha- hey, should we clone one? It's the octopuses that are going to take over? I don't know. Or like the crickets. I don't know. Oh, the crickets. I hadn't thought of that one. The cockroaches. But yeah, no, they should, they shouldn't, they shouldn't reconstitute us. They, they shouldn't be like human park. I want to hear, yeah, Anthropocene Park. Yeah. I want to hear that discussion though. I want, I want to think about them all sitting around like, so we have, we extracted some, some human DNA, just like we extracted mammoth DNA or something. Uh-huh. Should, should we bring them back? And then everybody just, just roar with laughter. Like, <laughs> you idiot. That'd be the worst <laughs> idea ever. But what if they did bring someone back and it was like the dumbest human? And, you know, if we could see what they brought back, we'd be like, no, you guys, well, no, also, we, we did so much better. We had Einstein. and e- like, Even if it was an av- totally Curie. average or above average person, yeah. can you imagine what they would make up about a baby and a toddler if no one was t- teaching anything and they just like kind of put it off on its own? Like, can you imagine this like feral child, what they would think yeah, about humanity right. just based on like some They'd kid? never make it. They'd be like, like oh they keep God. putting everything in their mouth. This and, thing is dangerous. And they're not potty trained? Like, what is Just this Just put thing? it on an island and let it run free. Yeah. Yeah, that is what would They wouldn't would think much of us. Because we also take so long to get our lives together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this does not bode well, you Yeah, guys. the kid would be, you know, they'd be eight years into it, and they're like, oh my God, this kid won't stop watching YouTube videos. It's this so boring. Is such a jerk. <laughs> such a jerk. He Why? seemed cool when he was four, but now... He keeps interrupting us. Oh my I don't understand. God. Why? He only eats mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think I don't think we'd make it. Like, you yeah. know, they'll only put so many years into well, that's okay though. A science experiment before they're like, mm, this was a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to think if we ever bring back a dinosaur that they would think the dinosaurs would think the same thing. They're like, Oh, Carl. No one likes Carl. <laughs> He's the worst dinosaur. <laughs> We're like, oh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, maybe not. I wonder if we really are going to do the whole de-extinction thing with mammoths. That guy who wants to have a place in Siberia to put the... I think it's really? mean. They're so intelligent. I mean, it really would be like yeah. having a little person that was the only human you know, on an alien planet or something and expecting them to be okay. Yeah. You know, mammoths like elephants are just... Are very, would be very social and they would need their mom. They wouldn't have a mom or a dad. Like That's just such a bummer to me. Yeah, that is hard. Actually, I was talking with someone um, about elephants the other day and how I just saw this video of like they were in some zoo enclosure and there's like a little baby elephant so cute and like running around and it gets too close to the water hole and like falls into the deep end. And immediately all of the adults are like, like focused on getting the kid out of the pool. And so they like charge into the pool and two of the elephants, the adult elephants, like, pull it out. And it was just so weird because, like, it seemed like such a human-like reaction and focus of intent. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen that look on mothers' faces when their child <laughs> falls in a pool. They're oh, like, sure. oh, I have to save this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, God. And it was just like, oh, man, these things are smart. They're so smart. And they're social. And, like, it wasn't just one elephant running to the rescue. It was like immediately a group effort 
That's amazing. Yeah, elephants are really cool. Yeah. And I'm sure mammoths weren't yeah. that much I mean, different. I, I guess, though, unless they use some kind of artificial womb, <laughs> that it, there would be an elephant, you know, surrogate. Yeah. So I guess it would be, there'd be an elephant mom who hopefully That's wouldn't true. be so weird, be weirded out that her baby was so hairy yeah. and would take care. Because I'm assuming it's a woolly mammoth they want to use. Because not all mammoths were woolly, but that's probably what they're talking about. We are moving closer to having an artificial womb, though. Yeah. Because they had that, it was like a study a couple months ago that came out where they successfully moved a premature lamb fetus into an artificial sack and kept it, you know, going for another four weeks. It's like the photos are so creepy because when they put it in, it's like the equivalent of, I think, a 24-week-old human fetus. Which is like half-cooked. Half-cooked. I mean, a little little more than half-cooked, don't survive if they're born at that point. So, you know, you put them in an incubator, which isn't ideal because lungs haven't developed, intestines haven't developed, all that stuff. And so this is kind of like a workaround to that, like give them a little more time to cook. Mm -hmm. And the freakiest part of it is that when they put the lamb in... The fetus is all like pink and tiny. And then a month later, it has like wool. Yeah. And you can just see it through the clear sack. It's just so... It, it cooked nicely and evenly. <laughs> it cooked I'm so nicely. Sorry. I know. This is awful. I'm sorry, Cooking everybody. Cooking fetuses. Sorry. But, you know... <laughs> uh, I mean, bun in the oven's cute, but I, I, I yeah, took it too far. That's baking. Um, but yeah, all of, all of it involves... But half-baked sounds like something else. This is true. But yeah, they're like, they want to keep developing this technology because mm-hmm. the reason they used that age of a lamb fetus is that I guess the fetal development is is similar to a human development. And so that's their intent is to eventually use this with human preemies. Right. So if you're born premature, they're just going to keep you kind of encased, not breathing air and stick you in this sack for four weeks or more until you are a little more cooked. Mm-hmm. And then you have fewer developmental issues later on and stuff. Yeah, it's kind it sounds, of amazing. Yeah, no, it sounds sounds super cool. Yeah, because yeah, having a having a super super preemie baby is, I'm sure, an absolutely terrifying experience. Yeah. So yeah, the the idea that yeah, it's not you're being thrown into this very harsh world. You actually get a little more time. Yeah, little more time. Can we just keep them in the bags until they're 18? I'm I'm sure that that is exactly where they're headed with this. They're like, <laughs> how long? <laughs> Can we keep them in there until they can drive? It's like That's the extreme all. boy in the bubble. Like, just <laughs> just keep them in there. That oh, toddler that we that were talking about earlier? Yeah. Definitely keep them in the sack. <laughs> Maybe a bigger sack. You can, like, progressively get larger. But, like, yeah. Just, yeah. Wait, were we talking about a toddler earlier? Remember when we were like, let's reconstitute the humans. And once they hit the toddler oh, age, gosh. it's like... <laughs> We're like, oh, this is a terrible idea. The aliens will just keep that, uh, keep yeah, keep their weird, yeah. weird Earth baby in in one of these sacks for a while. Yeah, they're like, oh, these lambs are cute, but these humans are terrible. <laughs> so let us know how you enjoyed this um, guestless <laughs> brunch that we just had with just random each other. news meandering. Yes. Let us know what you think. This might be something that we do every once in a while. Yeah. When we you know when no one can come over. When our guest, you know, has to call in sick. Yeah. Because Because they're dead. And this also concludes season three. Woohoo! I can't believe that we've been doing this for so long. We still have like good five listeners following mm-hmm. along. Thank you so, so much. Good. Thank you, you guys. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and you can visit our website, sciencebrunch.org. And we're gonna start planning season four. So Yeah. So brace yourself. 
let us know if there's anyone you want to hear about. We'll see you on the other side of season four. Bye.